0: Welcome to the global phenomenon, Surviving the Survivor, where we bring you the best
1: guests in all of true crime.
0: What's up, STS Nation, and welcome to another very special episode of Surviving the Survivor, the podcast that promises to bring you the very best guests in true crime and an even better community. And today I say that wholeheartedly because it was this afternoon at 2:15 when we crossed the 100,000 subscriber threshold and that is thanks to it says it right behind me somewhere right there it says SCS nation better community best guess better community the best community in all the YouTubes as i like to say and anywhere else on social media a big milestone Monica couldn't care less, but that's all right. She's still happy for us, even though she's busy doing her death penalty stuff. Dave Ehrenberg, he cares, even though he is the Florida state attorney. I'm going to introduce everyone properly in a moment. Um, Of course, Donna Adelson was back in court today. It was a debacle in terms of uh, the pool camera wasn't working. Some people had audio. Some people had video. Some people had neither. But uh, we do have the full audio hearing it's just about a five minute hearing or so we will play it um and now a trial date has been set we'll talk about all that doesn't appear that any plea deals will be made as i mentioned the honorable david arenberg is in the house he is the florida state attorney he's also uh, was a member of the florida senate he was elected to the senate in 2002 as its youngest member He served for eight years he went to a little school called Harvard undergrad and Harvard law. And he is a personal friend wow. of Dan Markell's Ivy
2: league
0: stocking lawyer, not <laughs> just Ivy league, that the cream of the crop Ivy league yeah. right there. And then, although my niece who went to MIT claims it's harder to get into MIT than it is Harvard, which I mm-hmm. think is actually might be true Dave, but Dave Aaronberg, could you have gotten into MIT Dave Ehrenberg? Not a chance. Mom always wanted me to be
3: a doctor that just wasn't in the cards for me.
0: Wasn't a math science guy. Uh, the man who did not need to go to Harvard, famed Tallahassee defense attorney R. Timothy Jansen, a partner in the firm, Jansen and Davis, that bears his name. He's done it all, including five years as a federal prosecutor. No one knows the Tallahassee legal community the way that uh Tim Jansen does. And then, of course, Monica Jordan. She is the president of Jordan Research and Consulting. And make no mistake, she is the toughest one of the the crew here. Uh, She's one of the nation's most sought after private investigators. She is a real life badass. That's what you would call her. She's handled more than 50 death penalty trials. I texted her over the weekend and I said, do you think that Luis Rivera and uh, Sigfredo Garcia would be friends with me in prison? And she answered with one word. No. (laughs) <laughs> which kind of bummed me out, but uh, at least I asked and I got my answer. Um, Dave Ehrenberg, we have you for just a few minutes, I believe. How long do we have you today? Till 527. Til 5- <laughs> 527. We got you for I love it. Well, Dave, a um, trial date was set. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to waste some of that time making you uh, all listen to the hearing today, but a trial date was set for September 30th. Um, is that a calendar that you were somewhat expecting or not at all, Dave Ehrenberg? Well,
3: I thought it would actually be sooner because Donna, she invokes Speedy. That's her right to a Speedy trial. She wants this thing tried. She wants this thing to be resolved one way or the other. She thinks probably she'll get away with it. That's, after all, an Adelson family trait. And I think that uh, September 3rd was a little further back than I would have expected.
0: Hmm. Um, Monica Jordan, Dave Ehrenberg just alluded to this. And by the way, uh, we will play this ent- entire five-minute hearing in just a moment. It'll eat into some of precious Dave Ehrenberg's time, but we'll get Dave back. By the way, I never knew this. We are also covering the Kane Velasquez trial, not gavel to gavel, but we're going to do some shows on it. And who knew? But Dave Ehrenberg's a big wrestling fan, and he's looking forward to this trial I'm a big MMA UFC fan, and Cain Velasquez is a former UFC heavyweight champion. Uh, we are looking to do a show. Dave, will you come back to th- to commentate on that as well?
3: I would love to. You know, Cain Velasquez, after he retired from UFC, went to the WWE, and he still gets allowed to perform occasionally on bail <laughs> when he's out on bond.
0: <laughs> it's crazy. It's a crazy case. And by the way, for that story, uh, it is a, a tale where there was a – person sexually abusing his child and he went after that person, but he shot the wrong person. Uh, so he's going on trial, but we have Jody Plough on whose father, Gary, uh, very infamously shot Jody's sexual predator um, as news cameras were rolling back in 1984. Some people say that was the most watched murder ever. Um, so Jody's going to join us Wednesday. Uh, and I'm going to switch that time to 5 30 PM Eastern time. But um, Monica Jordan, back to Donna Adelson being in court, a um, trial date was set for uh, September, ter- September 30th. Uh, as Dave alluded to, she wants out of Tallahassee in the worst way and out of jail. Um, is she, in your opinion, making a mistake possibly by rushing too much to try to, to, try to get this trial done and over with?
1: I think so. I mean, it was a strategy we used in Louis Rivera's situation and it worked out really well for us, but we were the first person to to actually unravel that uh, case. And um, the, the, George is ready to go tomorrow. She's done this four times. So why would why would Donna, I don't I just don't know the strategy of why they would want to race to trial against a prosecutor that's done this four times. Um, I, I find that to be a little risky, but uh, you know, Rashbaum's a fantastic lawyer and he that that's his strategy. But like I said, it worked great for us in Rivera. Um, but those were very different circumstances. And I just don't know if it would work the same for Miss Adelson. Hmm. She doesn't really uh, have
0: anything to bring like Lewis did. Interesting. Uh, Tim Jansen, I don't want to get you in trouble with your friend Dan Rashbaum, but uh, we had Preston Scott of The Morning Show in Tallahassee on last week, and he said, look, everyone is saying Dan Rashbaum is an amazing attorney, but he said flat out he thought he was terrible in this trial. Do you agree with that assessment? I mean, he, was, he wasn't mincing words. He said he thought it was an awful defense and an awful performance by him.
4: Well, a bad case can make a good lawyer look bad, mm. and a good case can make a bad lawyer look good. Mm. He had he, he, he swallowed this, as you would say, bait that his, lawyer get, his client gave him, and it was spit up by the jury. It wasn't a very well defense. The client was too well rehearsed. He looked rehearsed. He looks like he's memorized. Everything didn't come off natural. Juries do look at people and they can tell whether someone's bullshitting them. And they can tell that Charlie wasn't telling the truth. He couldn't remember a conversation, how long it took, nine years ago, unless it was rehearsed. And I'm kind of surprised Donna's taken this long to September. She watched the trial. She knows what the defense is going to be. She's going to piggyback that, hey, I only know what Charlie told me. And I was trying to protect Charlie. Um, Doesn't explain why she brought her daughter down there closer to the killers. That's something she's going to have to explain. Doesn't explain why they never called the police when these killers were arrested. So who knows? Maybe she needs more time to memorize her lines. Maybe Dan is getting paid by the hour. But I thought they, when she first came in, I thought they'd try it in March, April, or May. Now it's September. So unless Alec needs more time and he's going to take more of the workload, maybe that's why they're going to September.
0: Um, There you go. And I think it was Alex Morris, the new attorney who was in court. It definitely wasn't rash bound because all I could do uh, was here at by the way just before literally just before going on air i got a uh, sort of a love hate email saying i want to subscribe to your channel but you go off on way too many tangents and i'm sick of you talking about your book uh, which brings me to this point <laughs> dave Ehrenberg, um were you uh rooting for the chiefs or the 49ers last <laughs> night be careful because space coast is a huge 49ers fan but who are you rooting for i'm curious and did you did you, did you enjoy the game
3: I enjoyed the game. I was wearing a Miami Dolphins shirt, and like all Dolphin fans, I was doing what we always do—watching other teams in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I, uh, you know, I think I was leaned towards the Chiefs. Um, I sort of liked the. I wanted to see the MAGA world, like you know, implode and blow up. But on the other hand, I like Brock Purdy, so I felt a little guilty afterwards that Brock Purdy didn't win. So you know, I did. I, I was just a good game. Um, and by the way, Joel, congratulations. Yes. On 100K, baby. It's pretty awesome.
0: Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Could not do it without Best guests. Could not do it without the better community. Without further ado, this is making me nervous because we only have Ehrenberg for a few minutes, and this is about five minutes, but we couldn't play this for you earlier. This is just the audio. There was a screw-up today with the pool cam. Uh, I won't throw anyone under the bus like WCTV in Tallahassee, but they were responsible, and something happened. I don't know. <laughs> but let's listen together here. This is Judge Everett. Presiding, and then we'll get Aaron take. Then we'll get these guys' take, and then we'll take a lot of
2: your questions today. Ms. Adelson, can you hear me? Yes, I can, Judge. All right. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Let's go ahead and address next State versus Donna Adelson, 2023, CF 3226. With Alex Morrison, Tim Crash, Belmer, math, and Tim Crashbowne on my math, Mr. Adelson. Randy asked the court for a trial date. Right, Ms. Dugan, you can make your appearance.
1: This is Sarah Catherine Dugan for the state. Um, we've discussed September trial date with defense, and I think we all agree to those dates um, and have kind of looked at the, the calendar for that time, looked at the court's trial weeks and a possible fifth week at the end of the week. And I think we're all flexible um, as to what will work for the court that
2: month. We can make work for us. Right, defense. She got it right whichever way you looking at your calendar that last week of September the fifth week and then spilling over into a natural trial week. Same appealing, feeling, but I don't know what your schedule allows for. Right. Well, this is somewhat difficult to say. Um, Judge Allman still is in the process of determining who is going to be in what division. This case will stay with me, but... If I'm otherwise in a civil division or doing something else, it probably becomes a little bit easier and more flexible to schedule the trial. But for now, let's operate as if I will still be in Division C. We'll put it on September. September 26th is the docket sounding you'd be asking for. That's the one before the fifth week. Which is fine, just Yes. The student.
1: That'll be fine. We'd be fine with the, the September
2: 12th docket sounding the 26. Actually, let's go ahead and put it on the 9 docket sounding. The idea being that the start of jury selection would be during that fifth week. But that should give us some time if there's anything that we need to work out ahead of time to deal with before any trial starts, I am going to end up now that we have a date picked for 912 being the docket sounding and the week of trial starting September 30th. Probably going to end up entering a separate order that deals with a motion and discovery cutoff. So that way we're not dealing with these issues up to the wire. However, cases have a mind of their own. Uh, the cutoff date will be in place, however, if we need to address it any further from there, we will. Uh, one matter that I did want to make sure we had a clear record on, has any plea offer been extended to the defense?
1: No, sir.
2: Does the state intend to give a plea offer? Not
1: that I know of, but if something changes, we'll let them
2: know. Very well. Has your client wanted to convey any offers to the state? No. None. And again, everyone knows me well, there's not going to be any prodding or pushing about plea offers or state you making one, but ultimately when it comes down to it, if Ms. Adelson is to make a knowing, intelligent, and voluntary decision about going to trial, that includes whether or not there is any plea offer to reject or accept. If the state is going to make a plea offer, please notify the defense promptly from there. If the defendant intends to reject it, she will do so. Are there any other matters that we need to address for today? Not from the state. Very well. Ms. Adelson, the next time we have a status date, you will be in the Zoom booth, so you can see and hear what's going on similar to today. Uh, Before we get to September, do you all wish to set a status in the summer? Please. right, before July or after? I'm going to ask for one in June, preferably, and then take another look at uh, one in August or September. Okay. Then we'll go ahead and have a status hearing during my business week of July 22nd. We'll go ahead and put it at 1:30 in the afternoon. At that point, the order as to discovery cutoff, motion cutoff, and other pretrial matters that will already be in place. Everyone will have your guidelines to operate from. There's nothing else to address from here. Ms. Adelson, that is going to conclude your case management hearing. Your attorneys will be in touch with you. Have a good afternoon.
0: And there it is. Uh, look at this comment. I blush when Dave Ehrenberg is on from Giovanna DiStefano. Uh, so do I. Um, Dave Ehrenberg, not only are you a an attorney and a prosecutor, but you're the Florida state attorney. What's uh, stuck out to you aside from the trial date of 930 during this little hearing?
3: Well, thank you, Giovanna and Brianna. And everyone appreciate that so much. I think uh, what stuck out to me was that Georgia was not interested in any plea offers. That tells you she thinks she's got a really strong case. She's not going to plea this thing out. It wasn't just um, no. It was like it was a pretty definitive no. So, yeah, I'll let you know if anything changes. So, you know, my office always is, you know, you're always open to a plea deal. But if and if you have a a shaky case, you're definitely open to a plea deal (laughs) here. She's like, now we're going to trial. She's motivated to put her behind bars.
0: And see, uh, Monica, I am learning here because that's what stood out to me. Uh, of course, I was Sarah Dugan there, but on behalf of the state and Georgia, mm-hmm. and when asked if there are any plea deals or motions that they want to bring up, again, uh, the state said no. Um, this mean, Does this mean, Monica, that there is no possibility of a deal or very unlikely that there will be any deal?
1: Well, there's always a possibility, but I mean, there's always a plea offer right now. You can plead straight up to life. <laughs> The, you know, who, yeah, no, right. I mean, here's your plea offer? So um, that could always change. Uh, you know, she could get a terrible, a terrible medical diagnosis or something that would change the, a lot of the issues with the case that would, you know, just would present something. But as it stands now, there there is an offer on the table and that is she can plead straight up to life in prison. And that's the that's the government's position. That is typically their position in this circuit. So I don't think she's—I don't think Sarah Dugan's going to be cheeky on the record and say that. It's just kind of uh, known up here. This time, it's probably better that Roshbaum had local counsel because Alex is is very good and knows exactly what that means.
0: And Tim. Uh- Toy White says Rashbaum sounds like he has COVID. I'm pretty sure that was Alex Morris and not.
2: That was Alex Morris.
0: Uh, it was Alex Morris. So yes. uh, uh, Tim Jansen, Monica, look, she knows all the lawyers by voice. Um, yeah. How do you think they're going to divvy this up, uh, Tim, between Alex and Dan? Obviously, you know, it's a long flight or a, dry, a short flight, but a long drive
4: for him. Um, but how are they going to divvy up the work here? Well, let me say, first of all, I'm, I'm not surprised there's no plea offer. Mm-hmm. What I am surprised and the viewers don't know is that the judges and the new chief judge, we have a new chief judge in July, he makes reassignments. Mm-hmm. And so I had already assumed because we're trying to figure out what judges we're getting in the criminal, in the criminal bench. So we know how to do our cases before or after July. Right, Dave? Yeah. Um, knowing what judges are coming. Um, but for him to say he doesn't know if he's going to be there, that he may be moved means we're going to get the same thing that we had with Judge Wheeler. Judge Wheeler moved to the civil docket. It's not as easy when you have a civil docket to schedule a three-week trial. So one, if it's set, it's not going to be continued, absent an act of God. Um, And number two, if it changes and it's not Everett, which I can't see Allman doing that because he knows the case, he's familiar with it, um, that would be really a, a waste of time and money. Uh, So I think Everett will keep it, but it it, it means it's not going to be continued. They're going to put that on their dates if Everett is transferred to civil. Um, Now, what was your question? I'm sorry I didn't answer it.
0: I don't even remember, but I'm just curious. Is it more prestigious
4: to be a criminal judge than civil, Tim Jansen? Well, here's what happens in Leon County. If you're up for election and you get an opponent, you immediately get off the criminal bench because criminal defense lawyers are not giving money to a judge. So they go to the civil bench. So the civil bench and that judge goes to all the private personal injury lawyers, family lawyers, and they get a bunch of money to run their campaign. They have a little more flexibility with their schedules to campaign, go to the luncheons and get out in the public. You don't want to be running for reelection on a criminal bench because it's difficult. It's not easy. They enjoy it more. A lot of them enjoy it more, uh, but it's difficult depending if they're up for reelection.
0: Dave Ehrenberg has just a few minutes left. So Dave from Pam, uh, I know Donna loves Dan and Dan conversely says he loves Donna, uh, but why do you want the lawyer that put your son in prison? Uh, What is the real rationale behind this? Do you think Dave? The family trusts
3: Dan Rashbaum. He's inner circle and they don't blame him for Charlie losing that lawyer Rashbaum just had the facts handed to him and he did the best he could with a bad case, a bad hand. So they don't blame him. And so they're going to use him for this point because otherwise you have to bring in someone from a community that they don't really love and don't someone they don't trust. Yeah, they'll have a local lawyer, but they'll be under Dan, the person they trust from their neck of the woods, who's like family to them, who knows all their secrets, and who may or may not have advised Donna to go skip town. Mm.
0: And this, uh, Dave, I think this is going to be the uh, only time you have, because I can't have you miss your uh, res- Monday reception. Who has a reception on a Monday, Dave? Um, bad timing, especially after the Super Bowl. But Rosemary Romero here. Uh, could Donna ask for new attorneys if she doesn't get this speedy trial? Is that a possibility, Dave Arenberg?
3: Well, yeah, she could always try to appoint new attorneys, but she's going uh, with her lawyers. I think a bigger issue is whether or not she's going to, after she gets convicted, do the ineffective assistance of counsel and then point the finger at Rashbaum and say, you know, there was a conflict the whole time. I know I waived it, but in the end, I wanted to point the finger at my son and he wouldn't let me or uh, there was an issue of conscious of guilt that I was fleeing the country, but I, I relied on the advice of counsel, and I couldn't use that because he's my lawyer. So I think that's where you get with the sticky issues of counsel. But no, she's not changing her lawyers because of the speedy trial or anything like that. So uh, no, she's she's going down uh, with Dan Rashbaum, win or lose.
0: Uh, Dave, my final question, is your mother still embarrassed that you're not a doctor? Like when she when people ask your mother what her son does, does she mumble? He's a Florida State attorney because she's embarrassed by it.
3: You know what? I tell her I'm not a doctor, but I appear on the Surviving the Survivor podcast with 100,000 viewers, listeners. And you know what she says? Yeah. What's a podcast? <laughs>
0: but you know what? I think we have to get her on with Carm. We have to bring your mother on. You
3: know she 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 and Carmel get along really well. And thank you for having me on today with Monica and Tim. These are really best guests. I'm uh I'm just living in their shadow. So thank you guys. Oh, and can I plug my uh, YouTube page?
0: Please, 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 please.
3: <laughs> thank you, thank you. It's Dave Arenberg FL at Dave Arenberg FL. The last time I plugged it on this page. I got like 400 new subscribers. Please so- subscribe
0: at Dave FL, please. At Dave Ehrenberg FL, he's a hell of a lot smarter than me, uh, and you'll learn something on his channel. My channel, it's just pure nonsense. So, uh, but not, you know, I get these guys on, so you actually do learn some stuff. But at Dave Aaronberg FL and Dave, we will uh, we'll have you back on for Cain Velasquez. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that trial.
3: Can't wait. Thanks, man. Thanks, right, guys. We'll talk, we'll See talk you, to you soon. Take, care, Dave. See
0: you Take care, Bye, Dave. Okay. Now I feel like the principal is gone, and we can mess around. Um, Monica <laughs> Jordan, why would it be that Georgia was there for Donna's only in court appearance, but Sarah has been at all the others when Donna? That wasn't Georgia. Had... No, right. Hold on. Why would it be that that Georgia was Sarah? Was right. That was Sarah no, no, today. This was Tara today, but I think am I misunderstanding this question? No, the the
1: question's right. Georgia was there for Donna's only in-court appearance. Right, that's correct. I think it was because, uh, you know, Georgia wasn't going to miss the opportunity, Um, but it could be, you know, sometimes you read so much stuff into that. It could be just that like Georgia had a scheduling conflict. Um, Mm. You know, I I don't know why they're not bringing Donna over for these appearances. Um, It may be because
4: you know, she doesn't they want to never him. bring them for case management. They never well, bring in,
1: him in a, a death penalty case. They are, but they I don't think they're not seeking death in this. So um right. they're just leaving her there. They don't you know, they're not transporting her.
0: Uh, look at this from La Mesa Filipina Food Club. One of the more interesting names. Uh Do I smell a Mother's Day special episode? That's definitely going to happen. However, uh look who it is. Look who it is. How was Disney World for three days, C.O.E.? <laughs>
5: oh, exhausting. <laughs>
0: Don't even say it. You're doing everything tonight when I get home. I'm beyond exhausted.
1: Joel, you didn't even get groceries for your kids.
0: <laughs> C.O.E., I took them to out to lavish dinners, took them to the zoo, met George St. Pierre, the most famous UFC fighter in the world, Took them to grandma's. I am. I'm so tired. You have no idea. (laughs) You have no idea. Hey, Joe. Never do that to me again. Yes, Tim. Thanks. So
4: I saw you mention that you babysat my wife when we were really young. I told some friends I had to babysit. She said, "You're not babysitting. This is your child. It's not babysitting. (laughs) You're fathering." I I actually got a lot of angry
0: (laughs) emails saying that it is called parenting. Um, Yes. It is called parenting, um, Monica. How does uh, your husband do when you're not around? Uh, let's say 15 years ago, would he would he consider it babysitting? Or
1: no, parenting? no, he he is like, a phenomenal uh, co- He's a phenomenal father. I mean, he was oh, hands on. Yeah. He he did everything Monica's throwing
0: did. us under the bus. Grades. No, I mean,
1: listen. I always say for all of Tim's shortcomings. He is the best father. He's a phenomenal girl dad. And, um, and you know, Grady, Grady was always hands on. I mean, when I did the Mordente surviving the case, I talked about how I was gone for weeks and months at a time on those trials. And Grady, Grady was juggling it all.
0: Then I find out, I think Grady played baseball too at FSU. Is this guy, anything this guy doesn't do? Anything he doesn't do?
1: Huh?
0: He's
1: Captain America.
0: Yeah, basically, basically.
4: (laughs) Still love you, Grady. He can't steal first base.
1: That's right, he can't steal first base. His wife
4: said, why didn't you go in the majors? He says, you can't steal first base.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did he have a shot at the majors? Boy, that person's going to hate me today, the one that says I go off on tangents. Did he have a shot at the major leagues?
1: Uh, mate yeah i mean
0: of course he did he's really fast he was he's really very, fast. fast very fast he's uh he's like the all-american she said it, captain america there you go he is. um so monica no plea deals extended and then uh you hear alex morris asking for a case management hearing over the summer so they're gonna have a case management hearing in july um what what do we expect what's the process now, basically?
1: So they'll just keep doing case managements to see if anything comes up, any, any, new, um, any new developments and discovery. And, I mean, I can't imagine there's anybody left to depose, but there's, you know, Alex wasn't a part of the last one. So, um, you know, he just wants to keep his finger on the pulse. I think that's really smart. You don't want to keep pushing things out and not have any communication about
0: what's going on in the trial. Um, Monica, back to you on this. So you you do work for, uh, you know, defense counsel, um, Charlie got his ass handed to him in plain English (laughs) under three hours. If you were hypothetically hired right now by Rashbaum and Alex Morris, what would you have to do? What would, what would, what would, what would your steps be in this process?
1: Well, I mean, obviously I, that wouldn't, that couldn't happen because I would have a conflict because I had Lewis, but in this situation, I would go and do, like we've talked about in other cases, I would go and sit down and do a complete forensic, you know, interview with Donna, because if if her defense is going to be the same as I didn't know, I, w- I knew my son was being extorted, I didn't know the extent of it, then... W- You're going to have to add something because that story didn't carry or Charlie wasn't able to carry that story um, for for the defense. He got convicted. I would be a little nervous um, going with that same script or that same defense for the mother because it certainly didn't work for Charlie. And um, I would want it. I, I would be trying to prove that she didn't know. It's like proving a negative but if if the defense is gonna be she didn't know and he was and she was being extorted and she was just writing checks because her sons got caught up in some foolishness then um i i i would i would think the most important part of the investigation from the defense at that point would be validating that she didn't know
0: um Please, STS Nation, you've got two amazing Tallahassee legal minds here, even though Monica's not technically a lawyer. She knows more than most. Uh, Put in that capital triple Q, and uh, here's one right here from Philadelphia shoulder surgeon. Uh, Tim, how do you predict Donna holds up against Georgia, assuming she testifies? And keep the questions coming for Monica and Tim
4: today. I think that um, she'll be more controlled Um, she's going to give better answers than Charlie. Um, you look at someone's past. How did she react to the bump? She's walking to go see her grandkids. And all of a sudden this person contacts her. Um, she was cool, calm, and collected. She never lost her sense of control. She never gave up any information. She took the letter, uh, put it in her pocket and just went about her business. So I think she has the, ability to control her emotions Um, and I think she's smarter than Charlie Uh, she's obviously a control freak Uh, everybody's described her as the mother that she ran everything so I think she'll come across okay until she has to start explaining her conduct, the communications why she didn't contact the police why she didn't uh, why she was talking in code why she fled to Europe um, why she said on the phone that, you know, I'm going to commit suicide or I'm going to, we're, we're getting our trust all in order. We've got a one-way ticket, um, with a, and you can look at the documents. You'll see if she changed her will. They probably could, I think they probably could subpoena now some of the stuff that might be private, uh, the affairs in order that she was doing, uh, cause it would be relevant to show her consciousness of guilt and flight. Um, That'd be a first. But I think she'll be a better witness, even though I believe personally, my own opinion, she's more unlikable than Charlie. <laughs> Charlie was like the the clown doing mama's work. And he was the playboy, got a little money, finally had money to get girls. But Donna, she comes across as the one that orchestrated this whole thing. She was pissed. She pushed it. And she controlled her son. And then the son contacted these people. So uh, it's going to be an interesting thing. And I think she for sure will testify. I think Charlie will testify to the same nonsense he did before. He's got nothing to lose. He'll stick to the same script on appeal. So that's that's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, they're going to have to do a lot of talking to
0: Donna and dress her up in those muted colors. Monica, how did you reel in Grady? I mean, you're obviously a beautiful, smart woman, but how would you get the uh, <laughs> all-star baseball player? Did you? Uh, don't uh, tell me you were the captain of the cheerleading team at FSU. No.
1: Oh, God, no.
4: I couldn't. No, I, that's I not, have no
1: that's not talent, Monica. How would uh, no, you get him, Monica? No. She
4: was wearing the I ACDC said. shirt. <laughs> in
0: the corner i love it how'd you get this guy this all this all-american how did you reel him uh
1: in? i don't know you should ask him but he probably thought i had good earning potential like so i was a, a worker bee and knew i was you know
5: that's the
0: reason i went after the coe same reason same reason right coe um
1: tim some said something about char like you know charlie testifying you know i I can't imagine they would let Charlie testify because it would potentially impact his appellate issues down the road. On you know, so I just think that would be really dangerous for for him to. Um, Who testify. would make
0: that decision? Because this is where it gets interesting. So Rash Brown was his attorney, but now he's got this. Right? He's got this guy Ufferman that you guys all know. Uh, oh, that guy's who,
1: brilliant. Ufferman's brilliant. Yeah, but he's- his work. So does
0: he make the decision? Does he say, no way, you're not letting Charlie testify? Or I, does- think, he
1: would, I think he would weigh in, but I mean, mm-hmm. Roshbaum and Alex are smart enough.
4: They may not want Charlie to
1: testify because then all this other stuff comes in. Um, so but how do they,
4: Monica, how do they get the conspiracy in? How do they get Meg Bono conspiring with them? She didn't have conversations with Donna, and Charlie's already testified, right, so that transcript is already there. If he sticks to the same transcript, it's already out there now, if he changes his testimony, that could hurt his appeal
1: right, and I don't know if I mean listen, you can always remember the truth. you can't always remember a, a fabricated tale yeah so i mean if he if he goes off script or does one thing, boy he is really creating some appellate problems for himself and and doing himself a disservice. Now, this is where it gets really complicated. I think from a legal perspective, Donna and uh, Charlie both have to probably sign a waiver because at what point is Mr. Roshbaum going to be more loyal to Charlie's interest or Donna's interest? And that's always a real a real conundrum to be in when you have something like this. And and, and obviously they've all talked this through because how mm-hmm. else would Rashbaum, Mr. Roshbaum still be a yeah. part of the team.
0: Well, I got to tell you after interviewing Roshbaum uh, on this show, I think that, um, I don't know. I think he's, you know, his uh, he's got a real affinity to Donna. So I think, uh, you know, if it was like a little bit of a horse race about who he would pull for more, um, I think his loyalty is going to, yeah, I think his loyalty is going to lie with Donna. Uh, but look at Monica. I'd vote for her for president. I asked her a question. She didn't really answer it about Grady. So we'll move. She sort of answered it. But oh,
1: um, I told you, he probably thought I had great earning potential.
0: Well, that he's even smarter than I thought. Um, <laughs> my father used to tell me, don't marry a church mouse. That's what he used to tell me. It was his piece of advice. Um, why would the lawyer think using the same script, Monica, would cause a different outcome this double extortion theory
1: well they're married i think they're married to this script what what can you say at this point i mean if charlie is saying um this is what happened and my mom was writing the checks and she knew that i was being extorted you can't donna can't come in now with dan roshbaum and go i don't know i don't know what he's talking about i was i didn't know anything about this i just thought i was writing checks to this contract employee. So they're married to this story now. So I don't think even if Donna wanted to come up with a separate defense, I I don't know if she really can. I mean, am I wrong on that, Tim?
4: Uh, I think they're, they're, they're like, it's like Teflon. They're, they're, they're hooked together.
1: Yeah. And I I think Don,
4: Don basically, I mean, Dan came out and basically said that, um, that they're Jim just called to Dan movie.
0: Don. I love it. I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to
4: call him Don <laughs> Roger. I don't know why Donna. I said Don, but I think Dan, uh, alluded that it was going to be the same thing, but a further extension that she didn't have any contact directly with the murderers or Meg and she wasn't involved in the money, but there's some questions about that. Um, I, I still think, you know, some conflicts you can waive and some you can't Right, Monica. How many times have we had clients where we're like, Uh, we can't do this, I don't feel comfortable, you don't feel comfortable. And, you know, I won't say that every lawyer goes through that analysis because I know there's some, even in Tallahassee, that do not do that, and they end up getting kicked off cases by judges because somebody else brings up the conflict. Um, But there's some you can waive, a client can waive, but there's some that are not waivable. Um, if there's any indication that he would pick Donna over Charlie, that's a non-waivable conflict. You cannot but give all to your client. Um, and I don't think there's, I, I don't know, The I guess, I think Charlie's going to testify. The information I'm getting, Charlie is going to testify. And Wendy is going to testify. And Donna's going to testify. Wow. It's going to be a know. family affair.
0: It's the only way they can see each other now. Uh, Look at Rachel Rose here. Um, Some interesting questions. If Monica Harvey was to die before Donna's trial, would Donna be allowed to go to the funeral? Interesting question.
1: So that's happened before. There's very special circumstances. Um, They would have to pay the SWAT team or an extra, an off-duty detail to transport her. Um and they would go to the funeral but gosh that would be what a horrible set of circumstances Mm. for your husband to die while you're in trial looking at life in prison your son's in in prison for life um that would just that would be a lot of that's just that's terrible not you know, just under the circumstances and and generalities. I mean, I know there's a lot of people that are like, oh, these people are so awful, who cares? But just from a human standpoint, that would be really tough. But yeah, she would have to get special approval and she would be, here's the really terrible thing. She, and I've never seen it not like this, uh, but she would be in prison clothes. She'd be waist chained and shackled And she would be able, she may be able to come in and see Harvey in the casket. And then she would be in the back of the room with secure detail and no one would be able to have communication with her. So they may even like keep her in another room and it would be on a live circuit TV for her to watch in the funeral home or the synagogue. Um, So it is possible, but it's, it's a lot of coordinating and, and listen under these circumstances, could you imagine Charlie and Donna having to shuffle in waist chained and shackled to sit in the back of a, you know, a, a funeral. I mean, that's just yeah. terrible. I mean, Charlie,
0: Charlie would never be allowed. Correct. Charlie
1: no, no, no. Charlie would fall under the same circumstances. Um, I've wow. had, I have had clients furloughed from prison. To go to funerals, and I've had clients furloughed from the um, county jail for funerals, but they're very unique circumstances, and and it's typically very very expensive because if you're paying, yep, if you're paying five guys seventy five dollars an hour to to do a turn and burn to Miami for a funeral. That, you know, I mean, I think the Adelsons can afford that, but not typ- typical. Typically, families cannot afford that. Yeah, so, so, Joel, guys, I had
4: a federal inmate. McDonald's, go ahead. And so. she, was an in- she was an inmate, and her daughter was killed by a drunk driver. Mm-hmm. And the U.S. Marshals, we brought her. She got to go to the viewing. She came to the viewing. Nobody was there. She came an hour before everybody else. Marshals were with her. She got to visit with her daughter. And then she left. She did not stay for the ceremony. Uh, and I think that would be better than having them at the funeral ceremony to say goodbye. But, you know, now with the virtual stuff, uh, Zoom and stuff, they could actually do that, you know, by Zoom. Yeah, uh, it's amazing um, with technology what they can do now. Yeah,
0: it's uh, no, no matter how much you... Dislike these people. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. This is that it's horrible. But uh, Yala here, a question for Tim: Denise Williams' conspiracy for murder conviction was overturned. Do we have to worry about that issue with Donna's case if convicted? Uh, Tim, give us a thirty-second primer.
4: Not primer, well, that was on, on that case, and just yeah. tell us the. Donna's was overturned, not for a conflict. It was overturned because of a legal, the, they, she was convicted of both conspiracy and as a principal. And I believe she was only a co-conspirator. Uh, and I think they overturned one of them, but then the judge came her back for sentencing and gave her 30 years. So she didn't get life. But at her age, I believe she was like 45 and she got 30 years. So it was tantamount to a life sentence. Hmm. Um, from
0: Charles in charge. Uh, I asked Tim this question earlier, Monica, and I asked you this from a PI perspective, but what I are think that's the one lawyers- I didn't answer? I think that's uh, the one I went off on a tangent. Well, I'm going to let you answer them. I'm going to let you answer. We're all going off on tangents. Um, yeah. by the way, someone's mad at us that we're giving the defense ideas here, but Monica, what would, um, Donna's lawyers be doing? You can't win on YouTube. It's a never ending win this right. game. Um, Monica, what are the lawyers? What are Don slash Dan Rashbaum and um, Alex Morris doing between now and September 30th?
1: Well, I think um, Dan is pro- Mr. Rashbaum's probably, you know, getting past the trauma of the first trial with Charlie, because I mean, those cases are hard. Alex is getting up to speed. So Alex is probably having to listen to every call, every everything from the, back from the FBI calls, the the, un, the undercover recordings, surveillance tapes. I mean, Alex is underwater as far as material. He's got to learn and get up to speed on
5: mm-hmm.
1: um, most importantly though, I think everyone's going to be on high alert wanting to listen to jail calls and any communications uh, in between the the charlie adelson trial and donna's arrest i said this on a prior podcast with you guys when everyone's hair was on fire about charlie getting um convicted and then what would you know how were they going to catch donna and i was like well Every syllable they utter will be under surveillance, whether it be on the phone systems, letters, in, you know, jail visits, whatever. So it, w- it won't take long for them to kind of tell on themselves. And it wasn't, what, two weeks? And they get a jail phone call of Donna, uh, you know, trying to leave the country. And then, boy, we were off to the races. My point is, is that all of those calls, if if he's calling his family four times a day and they're 15 minute calls, um that's a lot of material to to listen to, take notes, digest. It's not like you're just listening once and going, "Oh yeah, okay, I heard it." I mean, it's listening for comprehension, just like reading for comprehension. Sometimes you have to go back and do it several times, take notes, um go over it with Miss, Mrs. Adelson to be like, "Hey, you know how text can get out of um, you know, taken out of context?" Uh, you know sure did you mean sure great or sure whatever so mm. they may be having to meet with her to kind of explain some things because I mean maybe they've been planning to go to Vietnam for their anniversary I don't know uh, but boy it sure mm. looks bad
0: yeah especially that one-way ticket which I still don't get um, love my Sully blue uh, Tim do you think the state these are great questions coming in by the way and we'll kind of roll out through the rest of the show. Some uh, questions I have, along with all of your questions. Do you think the state has some evidence we are not aware of, Tim, that will come out at trial? Of course, we do know they've gotten in their possession some uh, digital devices, uh, yep. iPhones
4: and iPads. But what do you think of that? I guarantee you they have some evidence that they didn't introduce at, at um, Charlie's trial. We know that they're going to have evidence of these neighbors that Donna called for restaurants and hotels. Right. We haven't heard, we, we saw it in a, in a, in a report for the warrant. Uh, but they're going to, obviously they probably gave a written statement. Um, they might collect some more evidence about their finances. Um, it's going to be interesting because I think that, you know, um, Alex is probably going to be reading transcripts because I doubt he knows the case. He's an active lawyer um he wasn't home with injured ribs and watching the whole trial <laughs> so he probably doesn't know the case as well as i do or you guys and well tim driver. how much how much uh, can he have other is this his only caseload? No, now through september no, no? he's got so, plenty. i i imagine he is reading transcripts at night after his work day um uh, because he's got active cases and the question is going to be, what role? What role is Alex going to be? And I was just thinking about it. Who do I think? What, what should Alex do? Should he do the opening or should he do the closing? If you really want to get the local flavor and build some, wouldn't you have him do the closing, right? Isn't that the most important, to sell this story with someone from Tallahassee? Or do you have him do the opening, that which most of them are going to forget by the time the closings are done? And we know that Dan didn't sell the closing. So, and then what witnesses is he going to do? I imagine that Daniel will do the direct of Donna. I imagine that they might let Alex do the cross um, for some of the other witnesses, the minor witnesses, since Dan knows the case better. So he may not have that big a role. Um, who's going to pick the jury? Is, is Alex going to do it? Is he going to stand up and speak? Are they going to bring that guy back in or is Dan going to do it? Those are the questions that Dan should be figuring out right now. How did I mess up? What what was the weak points? Where can be the strengths? What are the strengths of Alex? Alex is a seasoned lawyer. He's tried cases. He knows his community. He knows the judges. He probably can recognize a bad juror pretty quickly um, up here.
0: And Tim, how often are... Dan Rashbaum and Alex Morris speaking
4: every day. I bet they talk at least three times a week. Wouldn't you guess Monica?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and I think, um, you know, Alex also is going to be tasked with having, you know, in-person communication and visitation with Donna. I mean, Alex is probably going to be doing a lot of, a lot of communication with her, not so much preparation for her testimony, um, but just filling in some blanks because Dan, Dan has this ongoing relationship with that family and they trust him tremendously. And Alex is, um, you know, he's a one-off as far as like having this relationship. He got brought to the dance based on Dan's, you know, pick. You know, I think I think Mr. Roshbaum interviewed other lawyers and this is this is the one that he kind of, you know, he picked to be his his co, co part know, He, he
0: claims that, you know, he claims that Donna hired him, but I'm sure Dan had a big big role in it. Um, Mamou in New Orleans and by the way, it is Mardi Gras, so happy Mardi Gras. I think it, it is. still is. Thank uh you. could yeah. About Tuesday. Could Mr. Rashbaum, Monica, back to you on this one, you know, there are all these conflicts and even the possibility of him being called as a witness. So could Dan be playing 4D chess, as we like to say? Could he have a strategy for creating these conflicts for Donna? Um, What would they be potentially? You think he's doing this on
2: purpose is the question.
1: Well, listen, that's a good way to get yourself in big trouble with the Florida bar. You can't you cannot create in, intentional error, and you cannot create an intentional conflict unless you wanna uh, not be a lawyer anymore. Um, but whatever conflicts arise uh, up until this point, I think each, each time a new conflict arises, they have to get a waiver from Charlie and from Donna. Um, now, at some point on appeal, if she loses, they can always they can always argue that she didn't really understand the conflict and didn't understand what she was waiving and those type um, issues on appeal. But I don't want to say that he's um, that Mr. Roshbaum's just, you know, kind of creating conflicts because, first of all, creating a conflict is going to create a delay. Because now you're gonna now you're potentially gonna have to get off the case. You're gonna have to bring in other lawyers. Don, Donna's ready to go. She's ready to tee this up. We know the government's ready to tee it up. They've done it four times before. So um I just don't I I don't see that. I don't see Mr. Roshbaum intentionally creating conflicts. I I he's a professional. I think if some arise. He's going to do the right thing and bring it to the court's attention and let his clients make a decision as to whether they want to waive that conflict or go in a different direction.
0: I think we just lost Tim Jansen. I don't know what happened. We'll see if he bounces back up. But, uh, Rose, I'm fine with just me and you, Monica, as long as your husband is and doesn't come and threaten me. I know he carries a gun. Uh, Can the defense ask Harvey to testify on Donna's defense? In other words, can the defense call Harvey Adelson?
1: yeah I mean I yeah they can subpoena him and and make him come, and I think um you know, I mean he'd have to that's a strategy decision for that team to make, but I mean, I would think he would willingly come and I then he need his own lawyer to kind of advise him on that, I mean, if they subpoena him, he doesn't have a choice, but yeah. it's not um. It's typically what's so crazy
0: not, is that his attorney was Dan Rashbaum at one point. That's what's so yeah, crazy. Yeah.
1: But the other crazy thing is is that it's never ideal to whether you're the government or the defense to drag a witness to court. And um, I mean, granted, you just have to subpoena them for obvious reasons. But when you drag somebody that doesn't want to come, that doesn't always end up in, in how you think it's going to end up.
0: Yeah. Um, An
1: unwilling participant uh, really. Yeah. Shows that they're an unwilling participant,
0: yeah, they can uh, do it begrudgingly, I guess. Uh, again, Charles in charge here. Um, how do you think Donna's team is going to rationalize her un- unhinged email? So she sent a bunch of emails, but um, Monica, I happened to have one of them here. This is the Nazi email, the so-called Nazi uniform. And she Donna writes to Wendy saying, "You have a job to get done in a very short time frame to accomplish it." And Tim's back here. What's up, okay. Tim. I'm on my phone
4: since I lost. Um, yeah, flip my your phone money.
0: the other way. Uh, I think we lost a beautiful ceiling of yours. Flip your phone sideways, though, Tim, if you can. There we go. Perfect. Um, so, Monica, this is the email we're talking about—the Nazi emails. Tim Jansen. She writes. Donna writes to Wendy. You have a job to get done in a very short time frame to accomplish it. If uh, if you dressed your ki- if you dressed your kids up in Hitler youth uniforms and brought them down here. I could care less if it was an act of defiance and I would show Jibber's pejorative name for Dan that he's not in control. If your children are baptized, it doesn't make them Christian. Ben and Lincoln aren't really pirates because they dress up like Jake, the pirate. It's an act. You got into this mess with gibbers by being so compliant and non-confrontational with them. Um, they're going to obviously show this email. The state is, um, This is her encouraging her own Jewish grandchildren to be dressed up in Nazi uniforms. Uh, Dan Rashbaum already said, look, she was upset about the divorce. Family court's a horrible thing. Uh, Monica, would a jury buy that? What what does Dan Rashbaum have to do and Alex Morris to quell a jury from saying, I'm convicting this woman?
1: I don't find that, other than dressing up in a Hitler uniform, in general as being pretty, pretty offensive. That does, is not that upsetting to me. If, if she wrote an email to Wendy that said, you got your ass into this mess with this asshole, get rid of them. That's an email that I'd be like, Oh boy, that's bad. But, you know, saying you better stand up to him and, and put those kids in a uh, Halloween costume. That's going to make him lose his mind. That's just, that's just, that's family law every day. It's a pissed off mother-in-law. Mm. I mean, I just don't, I don't think that is like the, like I said, other than being terribly offensive, you know, anybody wanting to dress up like Hitler. Um, yeah. Um, I, I don't that's think like- that's going to move the needle that much. I think she probably says much worse things <laughs> in those emails. I mean, from a political correctness standpoint, yeah, that's pretty over the top. But yeah. from like, listen, I say stupid things all the time and your viewers are no, very no, you don't point it out. But that doesn't mean that I'm like capable of killing somebody or putting something in motion to kill somebody. I just say stupid things. There, I'm a, just I'm laughing different. right
0: now because my the book that's coming out is the real calm and she's terrified because it's recorded conversations and she says some crazy things too. So that's why I'm laughing. But, uh, Tim Jansen, uh, from Kimco right here. looks like you're coming back on Tim.
4: Yeah. yeah.
0: Add you and okay. hold on. You got to turn your phone off now. I'm trying. Look at this. Okay. OK, we're still uh, we're still like Fisher Price here. You good, Tim?
4: I am. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. All
0: right. So uh, Kimco says, how does Wendy, Tim, just sit back as her brother and mother are in jail for her? Does she have a conscience? What do you think, Tim?
4: I think she has a lawyer. And I think she has two children <laughs> and I think she has her freedom. And uh, she's probably getting her dress cleaned for her next testimony. Um, I, I think she's staying out of the fray. She's listening to her lawyer. Um, as most clients should listen to your lawyer, please, or your investigator, when they give you advice, usually pretty good advice. Um, but she's going to stay away from it. As you've seen, she's, she's stayed out of it. And I think there was some things afterwards, some emails showing that Donna and they were mad because Wendy didn't want to be a part of it. And she was saying, I didn't have anything to do with it. You know, I don't know anything and you know, all that. So she's clearly staying away from it.
0: Hmm. Uh, by the way Ida JD meaning lawyer says how did Monica's husband get her she's the oh,
5: catch
1: Thank you Ida wow. Thank you
0: That's from Ida, thank of course you. and trust me That's I what she needs That's what Monica that. needs to hear That's really
1: awesome Thank I'm you I'm really
0: I'm pushing the boundaries the last few days with babysitting for my kids and then asking a beautiful smart intelligent well, off woman, how she got her husband. I'm going to get in so much trouble. Uh, Monica, what <laughs> kind of jurors should they be looking for? Uh, pretend you're Josh Dubin who got paid a quarter of a million dollars. Oh, uh, what, what, what kind of jurors should they be looking for?
1: Blind and deaf ones. <laughs> I mean, holy smokes! I mean, it, here's the problem if you, if you are. Pick a jury. I'd be asking for a change of venue. I mean, we've talked about this before. Um,
4: you Tim have to I try to about, pick. The, you have to try to pick the jury before you get a change of I venue. I
1: understand that, but it's like, man, this is a tough one. I don't know how in the world on trial four you don't have somebody that is not like, oh yeah, totally. Um, so I think it's going to be really tough. I think it's going to be tough. Unless, unless there's people that want to be on the jury, and those people always kind of scare me because I feel like they may have their own agenda, but mm-hmm. I, I would be looking, if I was a part of the, picking the jury, some of the big questions I would ask is I would want people that had been in really, really contentious, div- div- their children had been in contentious divorces, because they had probably said terrible things, but that didn't go to the level of like, they wanted to be a part of killing somebody. And so that juror would be like, listen, I know how that feels and you say terrible things, but that doesn't mean you go to the next level. Um, that may be one segment of jurors you want and the rest you want to have lived under a rock or you know been on a cruise overseas. I mean, I I don't know how you pick a jury in this town at this point that doesn't know something. The 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 real problem is is that all they have to say, and I'm not giving away any big secrets, is that yeah, I've heard about it. I've followed it. I can be fair, fair and impartial. I can follow the law. I can yep. follow the evidence that's presented here. And that's all it takes. And that's
4: I have that's not formed right. an opinion. Right. I've not I formed an read it to me. I have not formed an opinion. Although oh, Tim Jansen, sure uh, he says
0: in his 38 years, I think you only saw one change of venue in that entire time. I think you said.
4: Yep. That was the FAMU bombing. Yeah. Uh, Wesley I think you John Holmes. that one.
0: Wesley John Holmes, who uh, is an Aussie living in Tokyo, says that 12 deceased jurors might work. Uh, (laughs) Chiming in with a little bit of a joke there. Isagal Aksu, please don't forget your followers from Turkey. I've compiled a list of just the people around the world today. And I will will read that um, as we close out today. Since the beginning, I've not had a good feeling about the rash and still don't. No offense, Joel, but rash going on your show. Sealed the deal for me, no offense taken. Uh, I'm just the newsman, as someone said, uh, interviewing people. He's a big player, interviewed him. Um, I thought that uh his his uh some of his answers was interesting. Um here's a question I haven't looked at it. Monica, will we get to see June Umchinda again? Uh she is uh <laughs> the former girlfriend. Will she be wearing Louis Vuitton or Chanel? Will she bring her Pomeranian? Will she get lost? An inquiring Toronto mind needs to know. Um, The bigger question, I guess, is how many of these witnesses from the from the Charlie Adelson trial do you think
4: we'll see here?
1: You know, I. I don't know all they they don't really need to over try it at this point, I think the simpler and this is just my opinion, Tim, Tim can weigh in on this. But I think that if you play the emails, you you have Charlie's testimony, and you don't have any other reason to to be paying Katie. That it doesn't. It's not that hard, far of a reach to to lump her into a conspiracy. By the I mean, way, Tim, am I, am I misreading that? Like, you think they got to overtry it with everything from Charlie's trial?
4: I mean, I think they're going to do the basics. So, uh, because, you know, they want to build up the momentum for her. But really, the closing is, you know, Georgia's smart. Georgia knows what moves people. What would a reasonable person do? This woman says that her son was conspired against, she tried to help her son. Then she found out that these people killed her son-in-law. So she immediately moves her daughter and grandkids right where the community where these people are. Then they get arrested. She doesn't come forward. Then her son goes to trial and gives his whole conspiracy, lays it out. He gets convicted. Does she come in? No, she flees on a one-way ticket with her husband, threatens to commit suicide, and she flees the country. Ladies and gentlemen, what do you think? Yeah.
1: I, my, my one issue that as a juror would be after the murder I would be and if we're truly being extorted I'm going to the police I've got to protect the rest of my family right. and, I, and I would be like shut up Charlie you don't know what you're talking about but we're going to the police and I think they better if she testifies. They better have a really, really great answer for that because I, I just feel like that's a hurdle that's too big to overcome. If mm-hmm. you're trying to say we were just, we, it was just easier for us to pay this money. I mean, I think we talked about it on several different um, podcasts. Well, I think can get
0: around the bump. I think that that bump uh, worked really well. I think it just
4: it was screws great. Up. Oh. You know that's that's um, why the yeah. FBI does the bump. It always the tickling the bump always gets these people to do things yeah, their conscience I mean, they had a conscience, otherwise they wouldn't have got caught it's, it's It's insane.
0: uh Tim, why do more people not have a judge for a trial? in other words, a bench trial are you, does every defendant have that right, and are they more likely to be convicted with a judge?
4: and that's why well, knowing that Judge Everett asked Dan. How much long you got? I know you got your script you're going through. <laughs> Told me what he thought about his defense. But no, uh, uh, both parties have to agree to a bench trial. Sometimes you'll get the state. I had, a, I had an attempted murder where the state agreed to a bench trial for not guilty by insanity. And I called my expert and he didn't call any witnesses. And the judge ruled not guilty by because they know. Uh, but n- they're never going to do a, a murder case with a judge unless it was judge Hankinson. Mm. (laughs) I mean, they would have, they would, the state would agree to that. (laughs) Um, Tim
0: and Monica, is there anyone in Tallahassee right now that has not heard this case? I mean, you just heard Monica say, how the hell could you have this, uh, in Tallahassee, Tim? I mean, you're out and about every day, by Mm -hmm. the way, shout out to LA, the COE's hometown. Can you shout out the Loyals from Los Angeles? Just did love LA being dragged there soon. Um, Tim, has anyone not heard of this?
4: Yes. You can have the people that just moved here. You could have a professor that just moved here teaching at FSU. Someone that just moved here. You can have an immigrant who, uh, someone that doesn't watch TV. All they do is YouTube. Um, a lot of people don't watch the news these days and almost no one reads the paper. I mean, you get the paper, it's gotta be online, um, Mm. So it's possible, but more than likely, you're not going to want that person on the juror because they probably would not qualify mentally, um, and they probably will not give the attention span that it needs if they haven't heard anything about this case. It'd be hard. Uh, We're
0: going to go like five more minutes, mainly because Monica makes me nervous. Uh, She glares at me through that um, Zoom camera and makes me scared that she's got to like go do something else um how did this is a tough one for you monica Armand fence how did luis rivera know about wendy who told him about her didn't mm. well, you
1: know her as wendy you know her as the that lady um that lady, that lady. uh Sigfrido because Sigfrido had told him some uh cock and bull story that cool. um that they were trying to get the kids from the mean ex hu- or the mean husband, Come and uh, Come made made the situation appear more sympathetic than it was. And then, uh, but even prior to that, when they talked about it,
0: Georgie, not um, to be confused with Windsor, that's Georgie. Go ahead, that's
1: Monica. Georgie. Hey, Georgie. So um, they he he wanted to rob her because he's like, we're not killing anybody. Let's just rob the lady um and so but you know that's interesting now and thinking back when he says the lady i wonder if he if i wonder if he knew for sure they were talking about wendy or donna when he says the lady now going back because he never um there'd never Mm -hmm. been any discussion about donna at the time it had always Can you been make can me. you
0: make a quick call for us monica can you stop by uh Luis's by the way why would Luis and secreto not want to be friends with me in, in prison <laughs> I say that.
1: You, you guys just don't they can't they can't run a hustle with you
0: You don't blend i'd order kosher food i'm a jewish i get right, good right, food i get food louis is not, eating kosher, Lewis is not is eating kosher
4: food
1: louis is not eating kosher food
0: but he wouldn't want to hang out with me. I'll tell him stories about my old days at surviving the survivor. What if he knew that I hold on? What if, I what if he knew that I knew you? What if he knew that I knew you?
1: That would probably get you a little bit of credibility with them. That would Street give you a little cred, credit maybe. with them. Protection. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Street yeah. cred. I love it. Um, don't you believe uh that since he was so cool and calm, Tim Jansen during the bump, not don- meeting Donna, that the prosecution will use this to show the jury what a mob boss mentality she has.
4: Absolutely, 100%. She'll compare it to what would a normal person do when someone approaches them on the street and said, talking about a murder, and you got to pay somebody. What would they do? One, they'd be screaming, they'd be running, they'd call somebody, they'd call the cops. She did none of that. Put it in her pocket, kept it going on her business like nothing happened.
1: Why wouldn't she call Charlie and be like, holy smokes, look at what just happened? What's going on? They think we know some, something about who killed Charlie. I mean, just any kind of reaction, so not like, oh, we got to be code. really discreet. Yeah. She doesn't know at that point that he's being extorted. So why would you immediately go to talking in code?
4: No, no, she knew. Oh, at she knew. His being extro- yeah, okay. she knew at that point.
0: Um, Someone's bringing up the point. This is true, by the way. This trial starts right after, right in the, I think this year, right in the middle of the uh, holiest Jewish holidays, which is interesting because uh, they do, uh, as far as I know, celebrate, but I don't think they are too. I think Donna's got bigger worries right now. um, And uh, that's going to be the least of her concerns. This is for Tim, but I'm going to ask Monica. Monica, is there a risk that prosecutors are weary? and overconfident by this point that they've tried the same facts four times now. Can you become, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, too uh, relaxed, I guess.
1: Not this team. Georgia knows exactly how much is riding on this and they've, they've waited this long um, to bring charges against Donna. And it was only based on the calls um that they that this happened so that she was charged so they're not gonna like like a, they're not gonna fumble it on the one yard line I mean they are gonna be super prepared yeah they're probably weary they're probably exhausted from these cases um but just because they know the facts so well doesn't mean that they're gonna just like uh half step it through I mean the There's a lot riding on this. This was a big reach to to go after Donna, even though she kind of made herself more vulnerable by some of the statements she made on those jail calls. But, yeah, I don't I don't think um, Georgia or Sarah are Sarah Dugan's taking anything for granted.
4: Yeah. Um, And Joel, I'll say this, you know, working with Monica, she's brilliant and she's not just a private investigator. Usually we have a client come in and we talk and I, a big client, I usually have her sit there and have her listen to it. And then when they leave, I always want to get her take. And um, usually we're on too. the same. She's, she's dead money. She's not a lawyer, but she's got more legal training and experience than most criminal lawyers in Tallahassee. And she knows people Thank and she know. knows how to get peace, people to talk. We've she's worked cool. years together and it's, it's a pleasure.
0: Yes. Very nice. I it does. That does not surprise me at all. Um, she is uh, been around the game a long time, even though she's still very, very young. Very um, young.
1: I thought he was going to say around the block.
0: <laughs> no, no. Uh, Joel, Tim is so eloquent. He is a master attorney uh, followed here by. Monica, have either of you had a case with as many bad facts as Every Donna day. or Charlie, what do you do in that scenario when you have all these bad facts?
1: Pray, um,
4: <laughs> have a drink. <laughs> yeah, Go to San Miguel's for lunch.
1: Yeah, eat a lot of Mexican food. Uh, <laughs> these facts are bad to overcome because they're so tied in. And this is going to sound terribly insensitive. And don't blast me on YouTube. I'm just t- talking from nope. my experience. They,
4: they will. They will.
1: I, I know. But I'm just saying in general the general public thinks of a case with bad facts a man being shot in the head twice is, as, uh, the worst facts. The worst facts are when they're far more gruesome. There's a surviving witness. There's a video, there's a confession. There's every possible scientific piece of evidence putting your client there. Um, a jailhouse snitch, prior convictions by your client, and you take the totality of that. And Tim goes, "Okay, so go make magic," <laughs> and, and you're just like, "This is terrible." And um, you know, in those cases, just try and get the best resolution um, and protect people's constitutional rights uh, the the best that you can. But factually, this case is is uh to the average person it seems terrible but since we've been doing it you know a combined like you know 60 70 years tim and i this is not actually the worst case in fact um i think donna has a better case than than what sigfrido and katie and charlie had
4: i agree with Interesting. that Interesting. i mean just
1: from like she's just like a a side issue, a, a side. I mean she Clearly may have been so. the mastermind, but I'm just yeah. saying she's not in the trenches of the blood and guts of this. Yeah, this is that, when I this, this is change. this is
0: when I try I try to shock uh Phil Waters, who is a homicide detective. Over 400 cases and and Scott Duffy, former FBI, tried to shock them on Fridays with stories and they can't be phased. It's like you guys with legal matters. Uh, you've seen it all. Diane Hill says, love Monica. What Aww, is not thanks, to love about Diane. Monica? Um, Here's a juror, by the way, right here for Dan Rashbaum. I never heard of this trial. Trina, Dan, write this down. Trina Dickerson. I'm giving <laughs> Dan Rashbaum help. Um, Sanyo says... Uh, Tim, I'm curious about this. Will Dan try and convince the jury, is this something you would do, that Donna is a great influence and grandmother to the Markel boys as a defense, or is that simply to cringe? Because then the state pulls up those emails.
4: Wow. What I, would we Monica, would we try to make her a good grandmother? Wouldn't like we want to get, get away from
1: you? Well, hold on. She's not on trial for being a bad grandmother. So I think when you do that... Um, it's like you're in I don't know if you can sell it I think you kind of stick to the facts and it also
4: show you more motive she had to get the kids to commit this crime so she could become the great grandmother I I mean every side has another side
1: because if you put on all this evidence that she's grandmother of the year you'll get a person on the jury goes oh really was she she killed their father she had their father killed how great of a great so that kind of like That's I think that's too risky. I would want to keep really tight that prove that she knew these guys killed him beforehand.
4: So her best defense has to be I relied strictly on what Charlie told me. I didn't know anything. I wanted my daughter to get here. I love my kids. But only what Charlie told me. I was trying to protect Charlie. He told me these people were trying. I didn't know. I promised him I would keep my mouth shut. I wouldn't say anything. That's why I talked in code. But I, I had nothing to do with it. And I was afraid Charlie would get tied up, even though he didn't do anything. Isn't that, isn't that her only defense? I
1: think so. And I think also that... it. Donna can easily say, listen, now I now recognize that Charlie was in over his head. He had these whore girlfriends that, you know, these stripper slash, you know, uh, peripherally Uh affiliated with gangs, Um, you know, and, and now he has has gotten himself tied up and gotten my son in law killed. I was scared to death that what this dumbass had gotten us caught up in. So I would have written checks to everybody. I love my son, but he's a dingbat. Uh, Tim, this caught up in this.
0: Yeah, Tim, this is an interesting question. A couple more quick ones, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, Blair Sane, would you agree that Charlie Adelson admitted his guilt during the trial, saying "TV is not code"? I wish she, meeting his mother Donna Adelson, had used another word. Why would you use another word? unless it is code. I guess the bigger question here is, Tim, uh, do these lawyers, state and defense, have to go through all this testimony from Charlie's trial to look for things like this that could be sort of traps for either
4: side? Well, I guarantee you that the investigator or someone is already going through the transcript of Charlie, anticipating him testifying, and then going through so that when they prepare the cross-examination for Donna... What they should do is they have another lawyer sitting in the in the doesn't have to be in a courtroom listening to the trial, listening to the opening, what their theory is. And then that lawyer is going to be spending all their time going through the transcripts, going through any other witnesses, and it may cause them to call other witnesses in rebuttal. Dan gave his defense way too early. Remember, he was talking about how he kept it secret, kept it secret, and he wasn't going to tell anybody. It would have been a lot more effective if he would have not set it in opening. It gave Georgia the time and their witnesses to, to knock it out early. So by the time he got up there, it was, it was already knocked out. And then I was, I was kind of flabbergasted when he said he didn't talk to the media. And then he said it, it worked out so brilliantly in his case with Charlie. And I'm like, what brilliantly worked out? His case was over before Charlie even took the stand. I mean, game over.
0: Um, I have to agree with you on that. Uh, I want to be like Monica when I grow up from Alligator Ashley, followed by YouTube O. Monica's amazing. That, By the way, the O is for owner. That person owns YouTube, YouTube O. Um, they've got a lot of money. Um, I'm looking at some other comments here. Uh, so, Monica, I've asked you this before, but I want to see if you change your mind, and I promise we're going to wrap it up. Uh, Wendy. Uh, two questions: Do you foresee now that Charlie's in Wakala, the state? Pr- By the way, how is Wakala? Have you spent time there, Monica? Not as yeah. a prisoner? yeah. Tell the audience what's it like. Rough place?
1: Well, uh, no, Wakala. Well, listen, they're all rough. I mean, when you had uh, K- King King on, you know, they're none of them are great. No. Uh, yeah. That's a incentive based. Uh, and it used to be a faith faith. Yeah. So and now it's incentive based. So you earn your time to get there um, with like no disciplinary reports, no trouble, no, you know, additional charges. Mm-hmm. So for him to get there right out of the gate is um, it is wonderful for him. Um but it's still prison. so it's not like he's at club fed or he's at a uh federal camp somewhere he is i mean
0: is there still a chance he gets shanked in a place like
1: that absolutely. oh yeah oh yeah absolutely absolutely, absolutely. 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 every and day. he won't
4: be there long they transfer him he'll be there two or three years max and then really he'll move. and, and, and move if him. he
1: screws up he'll he won't be there um he'll get moved sooner
4: mm.
0: Uh so the accolades keep coming here from uh, for so, Monica. Monica's Monica, so articulate and knowledgeable. Uh, mm-hmm. Monica, yes. any chance now that he's sitting in Wakala and he's uh, simmering in his own stew of whatever it is, any chance that he or Donna are gonna flip on a family member, i.e. Wendy? That's question number I don't, one.
1: I don't see that, but I, you know, I I would have probably bet every Thing I had um,
4: Stop helping the defense
1: <laughs> I probably would have bet everything I had on, on Katie I never in a million years thought she would Never flip I thought she would have flipped Within, within a, a two weeks I've never in a million years Thought she would abandon Those children And be loyal to this Conspiracy and make it to where the children not only lost her, her, the, their father, but her as well. I misjudged that. I'll admit I was completely wrong. And I, I just never thought she had the bandwidth to, to stick it out. And now it's like, what a what a bad decision on her part, because she went down with the ship. And now there's no way out. I don't even think because there was all this speculation, oh, if she turns now and gives up on Charlie, there'll be, you know, they'll cut her a deal. Listen, man, once you're convicted, it is it is a big lift to get that conviction reduced, to get to get it off your back, to get a change of sentence. So she missed her window. And, you know, Georgia, I'm not going to say Georgia begged her to, to save herself. But Georgia gave her a lot of opportunities to do the right thing to protect herself. And she absolutely went down with the ship on that one. And I just never saw, I I just misjudged that one completely.
4: Yeah. But how many clients, Monica, that came in and said, I'm not taking a deal. And then we had to convince them to take the deal. And they ultimately took the deal that we had to do client control.
1: Well, maybe Katie's lawyers should have, uh, developed a better relationship with her to get their, to get the trust. And they would understand that because, you know, you can't just go in on day one and be like, Hey, you need to take this deal. That, that is a long process Mm -hmm. to evaluate all of the evidence, all of the discovery really sit down. And you kind of let the client come to that conclusion when they see there's no way out. She had a way out. And for some reason, I think it's like in literature, they call it the willing suspension of disbelief. Mm. And she thought Charlie was going to save her. And somehow by being loyal to the Adelson's that somehow that was her ticket out. And it was, it was her ticket to a life sentence.
0: Crazy. Uh, analytical (laughs) Blarney, friend of the show, gifted a membership, Monica, final question to you. Um, does Wendy get indicted? I've asked you this before. Have you changed your mind? Do you have your thought, new thoughts on this?
1: I just don't see how they they get there. I mean, if Donna, even if Donna gets convicted, how do you how do you prove that Wendy knew?
0: Well, now you're going to get tons of hate, now. That's all I can say. <laughs> yes, you are. No, um, no,
1: no. I'm listen. You guys.
0: No, I hear you. I mean Regardless of how he, there's, you feel
1: personally that Wendy knew there's a difference, and I think this is where people get frustrated in these these situations. There's a big difference in in what you believe and what you think and what your opinion is and what you can and what the government can prove. I have said this all along. They're not going to take the chance of indicting her and blowing it and not getting a conviction because if she's not convicted. You can never retry her. Double jeopardy applies, so they would rather sit back, wait fifteen more years, make sure they got a slam dunk case, and then and and indict her and take her to trial.
0: Yeah. I mean, Cindy Collins is weighing in that she went to the crime scene the day it happened. There's there's things that people definitely think, oh, I agree.
2: Personally, you know, all, I, I think there's yeah.
0: some
1: stuff there. Yes.
0: And we don't know what we don't know. So we don't know what's on those phones and iPads that they seized. And that could have incriminating evidence. So uh, time will tell. Uh, some of this weirdly feels like momentum, too. And it feels like. Uh, momentum is on the side of the Markels and the state. Um, Tim Jansen from Jersey girl, the greatest state ever created, even though I live in Florida (laughs) now, would Donna still be free? Would she she still be free if she did not go to the airport the day she did? Or would she be arrested by now?
4: I, I think she would have been arrested by now. I think they had enough. I think Charlie's trial was the dry run. More information came out. Emails came out that we hadn't seen before. Uh, the way the verdict came in, the the three-hour verdict uh, came in, and I'm sure they were interviewing jurors. Um, I don't know where Dan said he had an eight-to-four verdict at one point. I don't know where that came from. But I think she would have been arrested by now. But the comments, and when they got word of her fleeing, that only made it more because they knew they could introduce her flight in her trial, which really kind of is really going to hurt her in trial. I don't care what anybody said. It's really going to hurt her that she was fleeing the country and going to a country with no extradition. Um, mm-hmm. That's going to really hurt.
0: Analytical uh, gifting another membership and I uh, haven't seen Jersey Jen Castaldi in a while. She is here. Um, this I think is an obvious answer from geek s 61. If they find incriminating texts on Donna's phone, that Wendy knew about can they use that against Wendy uh Monica she's not in her head
1: yet. absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely
0: there you go uh Tim Jansen I'm going to give today it's going to be a special day I'm giving Monica Jordan uh badass extraordinaire the final word so Tim Jansen is the famed Tallahassee defense attorney of the firm Jansen and Davis he's done it all he spent 5 years as a federal prosecutor Tim Jansen what do we need to look out for next in this ongoing twisting and turning never ending saga, um, that we are witnessing.
4: Well, I guess now what we'd be looking for motions that are going to be filed with the court pretrial motions, but the deadline is not for a while. So you may not see anything. Uh, I don't foresee anything really coming up probably not until July or August. This case may just sit and no one's going to really see anything or hear anything unless something pops. Um, I was curious if Harvey was visiting Donna. Um, But I guess he can talk to her on her phone or he can do the the little portable device that he can do. But um, I I think we're going to have a dead period here. I don't mean to say dead, but Mm -hmm. I don't think anything's going to happen really for a couple months. Um, And Monica, what do you think about them going in the fall instead of getting that fall jury instead of doing it in the summertime when a lot of the locals, the affluent people, would be at the beaches on vacation with their kids. Don't you think that would change the jury panel coming back in the fall?
1: Yeah, but it's also a pain because September will be the fir- you know first couple of weeks of the kids being back in school. That's always an issue when you're picking a jury. The summer is notoriously difficult to pick a jury in Tallahassee. Everybody's gone. Everybody's vacationing. Everyone's, you know... There's no students here um so that makes it tough to like trying to pick a jury during the, you know the month of March or April because of spring break, but you know when they when they demanded speedy you're you're basically telling the judge we're ready for trial, so if the trial would have if they had to look at the trial calendar and their other d- and other dates, but it was really the judge that picked. You know kind of that trial period so but you know what but you also get into other problems in the fall um
4: at football season
1: football mm. season it's hard to sequester a jury because the rooms sometimes mm. are taken for the football season so there's just a there's just a lot of logistics that go into the picking these trial dates that um sometimes viewers don't understand it's just a like i said the logistics of it make it difficult
4: I wonder, you know, they've never sequestered any of these trials. I wonder if Donna's case, they may sequester a jury. It's expensive, but you know, what do you think, Monica? You think they would do that in this case? Can you recall a case they sequestered a jury? I can't recall one. They- by that, you by, you mean putting they, them up in a hotel for the, the yeah
1: yeah once once they went to deliberations.
4: Um, no, but I mean full sequestration, like they did the OJ trial.
1: No, no, uh, the the cocaine cowboys trials. And then when yeah. the, then all the witnesses started dying.
0: Hmm. Monica Jordan, what can you say about her other than she makes me nervous? She's president of <laughs> Jordan Research and Consulting, one of the nation's most sought after private investigators. She's handled more than 50 death penalty trials. Her husband excels at every sport, everything he does in the world. She does, too. And uh, she worked on the uh, uh, Eileen Warno's post conviction team, the movie Monster was Charlize, Theron. Monica. It says here, great show, great panel. It is not just a tagline. You are a best guest. What are your um? What are you looking for in the weeks ahead here? Me, you. Uh,
1: as far as work, as
0: far as, far as far this as, case, this we drama. got
4: a couple of cases we're working on.
0: Yeah, as far as this uh, case, not your I, the, not your I, other cases.
1: I'm out of the loop. On this case, um, if, we'll get they you back bring, in if they bring Lewis back, I will uh, spend time, you know, with him. Um, I, you know, I, I By the way, now that I have
0: you. you, now that you know everyone, uh, what are the chances that you can work your magic and get Gigi McKelvey and I from Pretty Lies and Alibi a tour of Wakala? I want a tour of Wakala. Do you have access, Monica Jordan? Could you work your magic? You'd
1: have to coordinate that probably through the secretary, Ricky Dixon. He's the secretary of um, the Department of Corrections now. And do Um, it as a media. You could probably get access as a media
0: outlet. I'm going to follow up with Monica. I wrote to the warden and I got a no. and then You got a no
4: because the conditions are so poor. The food is so poor. It's below the the living. They're not going to let anybody in there, especially any media. I wrote back and I said, does this mean... Forever, no,
0: and I yeah, (laughs) I never heard back after that. But I'll I'll follow up with Monica, everybody. We'll try to get you in there. Uh, look at this the COE live that's tomorrow. Look at this promoting her own show. She's doing a show with Gigi, and good for her. Um, I'm blanking right now. COE, come on here right now and tell me I've had a long day. COE. The show will be with Gigi and Lauren Matias from Hidden True Crime, two YouTubers and two journalists. There you go. And that's tomorrow at 12:30. Who knew? Look at this. The is back from Disney World and she's following in Monica's footsteps. A worker bee. Bugs, I'm gonna start calling you worker bee worker or bee. Monica. I may start calling you Monica. Um, and I appreciate it, COE. I really do. Um, we've got this is a this is a family uh family affair fair here so anyway without further ado i'm going to uh say goodbye to everybody love this panel love you america here are the countries that were present just today just today between this and the hearing that we never actually aired love you kenya namibia south africa australia the uk ireland sweden denmark slovenia japan turkey switzerland Nigeria. Can you believe it? And we hit, went over 100,000 subs. I'm planning a 100,000 thank you show. We'll fill you in on that. And of course, the home of Dan Markell. justice for Dan Markell. Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Until tomorrow at 12.30, I guess.
5: Final seconds of the game. A chance to score and...